This is GamesAtWork.biz, your weekly podcast about gaming, technology, and play. Your hosts are Michael Martin, Andy Piper, and Michael Rowe. The thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests alone and are not the opinions of any organization which they have been, are, or may be affiliated with. This is episode 377. Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of gamesatwork.biz, your weekly podcast all about stuff happening around the world of technology, gaming, virtual environments, metaverse, collaboration in the workplace and outside the workplace and beyond, social, software, tooling, all kinds of exciting stuff. Geekery. Uh, uh, and, and, and geekery. Geekery. Yes. My name is Andy Piper and I am uh, here over in London uh, recording today with my good friend Mr. Michael Rowe who's somewhere across the pond. Yes. Hello Andy, how are you? Good. I'm good. I'm excited to uh, see what's been going on. There's a few things in the uh, in the run of show that we've put together here that I've got some uh, experience of and some things that I have no experience of. So I'm curious to find out what we both think of uh, what's been reported this, this, this past week or so. Yeah, and I, I was really excited and really missed you last week. We had we had loads of fun talking to a game designer. I uh, and, heard the uh, had show. some pretty positive feedback from uh, from from our listeners. So that's great. Uh, if if you want more shows like that, uh, drop us a note over on our website at gamesatwork.biz. We would appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Or tweet us. Um, I'd love to. We'd love to hear more. Uh, I enjoyed. Yeah, I enjoyed listening to the show last week. Uh, I was sitting, I think, on the train on Monday um, after the show dropped. I was coming back from the office, sitting there listening to you all talk about uh, about designing board games. It was it was cool. I'm looking forward to seeing Corporate Sharks and others um, available to uh, pick up and try out. Yeah, should be fun. Anyway. All right, but so this week, we're not talking about that. We are not, but we have got some <laughs> games to talk about. In fact, well, one particular yes. game to talk about, um, which has been doing the rounds on the internet. There's been a few games um, come out lately. This particular one is one I've been tracking, um, ready for it to come out, because it looked really good and looked really interesting. Um, it's a game called Stray. Uh, Stray S- is a game in which you play as a cat, which may not sound particularly interesting but it sounds really interesting well it's it's really intriguing it's um you know it's a full adventure you know uh 3d rendered you know um world it's not sort of a little two-dimensional platformer or anything like that it's uh it's a full um really role-playing game to some extent uh adventure game and you're playing as the cat. You're trying to figure out what's going on. You're trying to, uh, without too many spoilers, try and get back to your family or friends. Um, you, you end up in a kind of dystopian type world, um, and you're exploring. You can do cat things like meowing, uh, like <laughs> um, you know, brushing up against things. Uh, the movement is really, really nicely um, done. Uh, it, it doesn't look like you know just a a two-legged um, creature, but given four legs, it's, it's done. It's done animated very, very nicely. And the opening part, as is often the case with a lot of games, to get you um, into the character, really kind of leads you through walking along narrow 
paths and jumping and all the kind of you know stuff you can do uh it's it's a cool I, game I, i've been playing it on the steam deck um it's available as well on playstation as well as on pc it is available on pc ah that's good to know yeah, I, I wasn't steam sure on it's that. available oh. it's available on pc yeah yeah okay okay because uh this looks loads of fun. Um, as you say, the the immersion into a different type of character uh, is what what is really interesting to me. Uh, and uh, yeah, I've I've I had heard about it. I hadn't really seen much until we we had the the articles come across this week uh, to look at, and I was like, ooh, this would be so much fun. Yeah, there's, there's um, so. definitely more to it than just, you know, catting. Um, there is a sort of a sci-fi, very strong sci-fi um, storyline. I haven't finished it. I, I've got through a small part of the game. Um, there's some puzzle solving. There's some um, platforming. There's um, there's a narrative to it, which, I've, again, I've only got part of the way through. Um, we've got a review here from the Washington Post that we'll share in the show notes, which um, uh, it has the contents of the last level and plot details uh, under embargo, so it's it's not too spoiler-filled, um, but it's not too spoilery either because you hit this situation pretty early on that you kind of fall into this world that uh, is not your own and end up uh, mostly interacting with robots. Um, so there's there's some discovery going on. Um, it's it's really it's it's a ton of fun. It really is a ton of fun. I, I was one of those games that I started playing and then I kind of absorbed got absorbed into for a few hours. But there are you know there's a few things that aren't always ideal. Um, it's the usual kind of three dimensional where's the camera kind of thing. Or the thing that I actually might find most frustrating and feels most on rails is that you can't just jump on anything or try to climb anything. Um, which is was my mm. first uh, intent, uh, my first um, you know impulse with with a lot of the environments. Um, there, there is very clear where you can and can't go. Um, at least you know to, to get up to the next bit, um, you have to take a particular path. Um, but yeah, I see on Steam it's on Steam for Windows, not the Mac version. Okay, okay, so, right. Well, good to know. Um, so yeah. apologies to folks listening who are uh, who are on mac and are not willing to to play um there definitely seems to be a pc and playstation um game but um yeah well, it, it, it's and we've got another link actually um because it's definitely generated some uh some memes some interest some different things going on also i tweeted I, I'll, I'll add to the show notes i tweeted some just some screenshots again trying to avoid being spoilery i just tweeted some screenshots from my game which i will just mention highlighted to me how janky it is to get screenshots off of the steam deck or out of steam generally <laughs> um to a place that i wanted to share them um, it's possible but it was just annoying so well, it's 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 interesting i think the, the the other article you're about to reference is the part that really made it more compelling to me mm-hmm. because uh so so this is an article from mashable where there uh people are posting videos of cats watching them play the game but watching the the screen oh yeah because of how lifelike yeah. the cat movement of the creature on the screen is exactly i think uh, you, you start to think about how you know it's that uncanny valley thing right you know when yep. something's real or, or, or realistic. uncanny uncanny kitty or unca- uncanny cat Unca- uncanny valley uncanny kitty <laughs> uncanny caddy 
I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, Something this like is a really fun. As usual, these kind of things go viral on Twitter. So uh, there's a ton of people that are sharing videos of their cat watching the cat, um, obsessed with the cat because it looks so much like a cat. Uh, it, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, come on. These th these things happen gen generally happen on Twitter. I find these kind these kind of uh, experiences where and the fact that you know there's an entire uh, account that's just uh, collating and retweeting all of the, the those those shares. Um, it's fun times. I like it. And um, you cool. found um, something that you wanted to share with the listeners, which unfortunately I discovered quite quickly uh, was not something I could fully appreciate. Um, but uh, you found a little musical uh, musical uh, link, I guess. Well, well, obviously, since the name of the the game is Stray, mm -hmm. and it's about a cat, right. you have to go back to the uh, 1980s rockabilly musical group, the Stray Cats. Of course, you do. Um, as a, as and, I, and, I immediately and have a little clip of. from Stray Cats Strut. I immediately thought of the Stray Cats, the band from the 1980s. Uh, formed I, in 1979. I actually performed so. this song in the 1980s at a show. This so, is why you uh, you immediately your mind immediately gravitated towards it. I'm looking at this and thinking, who are these people? But apparently, they moved to the UK. Um, yeah, uh, Brian Seltzer uh, with his orchestra. So I was I was not familiar with these people, but um, now I've I've become familiar. Um, we've got a link to. Uh, the track on Apple Music, and it turns out that the same album, the same track is not available in the UK, um, which means that not everybody. In How can that song not be available if you go, in the UK on that album? If you go to the link in a browser, then you can preview the song, um, and I'll have to check and see if uh, our friends at Spotify have it in their catalogue in Europe. But um, certainly, it's not something that. I mean, uh, it's one of their biggest hits. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, I, again, I'm I'm saying I, I've never heard of it before today. But, oh man, uh, you, you've cats. lost. Yeah, Stray Cat Strut. There we go. Maybe maybe I'll put the Spotify link in the show notes as well because it's right there. I see it. Yeah. It's uh, you know this is this is cultural history that is very important. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, I'm gonna go ahead and put the Spotify link in our show notes as well, so everybody can enjoy it, and maybe we'll we'll embed a player or something so you can come over to our blog um read the show notes check out the other links and listen to some stray cat strut while you're here um yes awesome so moving away from cats games motion capture videos in virtual environments metaverses um to uh one of our other favorite topics and the impact of technology on our lives and how uh it's becoming um, so important and also so uh, capable. Uh, we've got a story here from The Verge about a very important use of uh, technology in a scarf. Um, so this is a wearable yes, story. Not just any scarf. Not just any scarf. Tell us about the scarf. Right. Well, well, this is a, a, a football scarf, right? Or or what some Americans might call a soccer scarf. I mean, yeah. Right? That, that, or, or what? Right. The rest of the world will call it a football right. scarf because okay, yeah. you wear it to you know, cheer on your team when you're at the match watching it. Mm -hmm. um, and, can anybody, uh, can then, anybody wear this? Anyone? Anybody wear this scarf? Well, well, in theory, anybody can. But this one specifically is for Man City. Okay. Or okay. Manchester so it wouldn't City. be good if I was Manchester United uh, or Everton right. or other kind of you know 
support or Bayern Munich or right. Frankfurt Eintracht or right. or you know Barcelona you know any other Real it's Madrid so what, what's important it's about a scarf. scarf what's so clever about well, a scarf? well the interesting thing about this scarf uh, which just kind of floors me at one level is uh, they've put a, a a biosensor in the center of the scarf where if you think about it, you put the scarf drape it over your over your shoulders right the sensor would rest right on the back of your neck ah. uh, and and this sensor has many of the same sensors as a Fitbit uh, including heart rate uh, body temperature and and other things with the idea being that they want to figure out fans biometrics and correlate it to activities going on during the game so, so the only thing that immediately springs to mind is that we've just had the hottest day ever recorded here in the uk um about 10 days ago how did that feel for you uh well i was just on my way back from a trip to another country and landed up to um yeah very hot temperatures um un- 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 unreasonably hot for the uk temperatures um just for those of our listeners who are not from here um it's worth pointing out that yeah okay you know other countries and i know the u.s in particular has had temperatures of above 100 fahrenheit but our houses are generally made to retain the heat very much so yes. because generally speaking we're cold and more than a, a warm country cold and wet and you we, want to retain the heat almost no houses have any kind of air conditioning um so and we are a small island surrounded by ocean therefore our environment is generally very uh humid and uh during the summer right. if you were running ac you'd be running all the time just to get humidity out of the so, out of the house so um yeah it wasn't having um temperatures in the uh top 30 centigrade celsius um was uh, not ideal uh, and the, the fact that it went on for a number of days was not ideal i actually was in was slightly west of here in ireland when that was going on and they themselves were having a heat wave at uh, the mid to high 20s cent- celsius uh, which for <laughs> oh, them was kind of now, an now they're just making fun of you at exactly that point. it was a kind of an unreasonably <laughs> hot kind of time for them and there was all over the the media there was like this heat wave and i'm thinking well this heat wave is just a very nice warm hot summer in london but hey i'm land- landing to a something 10 degrees um celsius hotter anyway yeah, so, so 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 38 celsius is like 100 101 oh, fahrenheit right that right 100.4 actually if it's 38 celsius 38 okay well we got up i think to 40 42 but either way i mean it's um, holy moly it's still yeah we're, we're yeah you're you're in the 100 um 100 plus fahrenheit range right so it was it, and and these these temperatures have not been normal um we we've had warm temperatures but um not generally that high and that was by far the hottest day of the, that's been recorded anyway not to complain spend the whole podcast about the weather about temperatures <laughs> i'm about the weather as a brit which is obviously what i do right but um yeah the possibly the timing of a of a scarf uh football or otherwise is uh not ideal just... i'm also aware that the that we've had the uh, the women's um euro football and england's been doing very well in that go go lionesses um, by the time the podcast is out, we'll know whether they beat Germany on Sunday. Anyway, no, they won't in the final, right? Well, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure I'm, you're speaking for both yourself and Michael um, saying that. Uh, you, well, I've been watch. I watched every one of the Germany games, um, and I uh, 
I, blah, I am blah, blah, really this looking is, forward. This is meaningless to, to me, Michael. <laughs> I'm I'm really looking forward to when uh, to Sunday. I'm going to stay off of all social media yeah. until I finish the game. Uh, but uh, it's it's kind of nice to see this happening. They're playing at Wembley. It's amazing. Uh, it's gonna, this it's would be, be amazing. I mean, it it's it yeah. But but there's been a lot of scarves, um, you know, um, in in celebration of um, of England's women, uh, in particular. But either way, uh, yeah. So this let's go back scarf. to the the, the man United, the Man City we, scarf. Before we went off on a tangent <laughs> that I started, right? So we've got the connected scarf. It features it features an emoji bit sensor, um, which is kind of embedded. The picture that they they share in the article um, doesn't look super comfortable in terms of it of where it is because it looks like it's kind of a square bit of plastic with potentially hard edges. I'm assuming it's not that bad. Um, but the other thing that I'm interested in is um, the way that this is labeled. It's uh, I think it's in com- collaboration with Cisco. It's kind of... Um, so it's got a PPG sensor, accelerometer, temperature sensor, and an electrodermal activity sensor. So these are things that you'd have in a fitness tracker. But yep. um, they're using it also to, to measure stress levels. Um, and in fact, if you look at the, the picture they've taken here, they've got blood of, throw, of the, blood of flow, the kid. and then they mention EDA sensor as lie detector technology. And I'm just yes. thinking, excellent, <laughs> yes. I'm going to see if your fans are lying to you. So if they're yelling at the ref, right? are they lying or do they really believe the, the ref is blind? <laughs> How could he not see that tackle? Uh, it's some, it, it is a fun branch out or experiment or way of doing you know adding something different um evidently it's a pilot program not everybody gets them and uh it's gonna also be available over over in new york as well new york city football club uh Mm. soccer i'm surprised that you you will call it fc in in the u.s and why didn't well some clubs are listed as fc and some are sc interesting it's it's really funny it's which cities decide to do that uh and and like um our local one is ncfc okay right uh and i think goth uh, new york is gotham fc i think well they're um uh, yeah, I've heard that as well. Got, um, but they've also well, you say New York is Gotham FC, but this is, says New York City FC, so there's presumably more than one. Uh, NYCFC, okay, that's a different team. Well. Right? Um, no, there's different teams. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's quite common for a city to have yeah. more than one uh, big, especially big cities, to have more than one team. And, and Manchester is a great example. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, but so the, the thing the, that the, it's going to be available generally. It's not at the moment. It's just a, a simple, a small test group, but it is going to be available generally. Well, the thing that I don't understand, though, is, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> well, two things. One, uh, they're going to have to have some kind of network communications to connect up to the 5G infrastructure in the stadium, right? Okay. So, so how, I mean, you have the data. Where is it going? If they're really Bluetooth trying to use it. Onto the phone. I mean, it could be connected. Which is still not... some kind of network communications on the device. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So, so. Uh, are you going to have to charge your scarf between games? Probably. I mean, Second thing that I wonder about is, especially since the, deploying it in, in Europe first, GDPR yeah. concerns mm-hmm. about the data that you're collecting. Are they going to make sure that there's no personally identifiable information? I mean, there's all kinds of interesting tech angles of this. And, you know, stress levels, you've got cameras throughout the stadium. What additional inf- are are they just going to correlate the data, or they truly believe that they can get some unique additional insights from this data that they can't get from crowd reaction, 
uh, video cameras and noise levels and everything else. So I just, this is another demonstration of how much research we do when we bring a topic to, to our show to talk to, to uh, our listeners about. I just searched in Motibit or in Motibit, uh-huh. um, which is the sensor they, they, they say they're using. And um, this was, unless there's some confusion or there's more than one brand, uh, more, more than one company with the same uh, branding uh, or device, this is talking about it um, as a Kickstarter. Um, (laughs) a recent Kickstarter Um, and I'm really curious I'm going to go away and read up more on this but um, they also are not cheap (laughs) Um, which so um, I'm I'm curious um, about exactly uh, how this came to be as a collaboration Um, it could be really interesting and you're absolutely right how is the data going to be used what are you signing up to if you're saying I'm going to buy one of these and wear one of these scarves What's the value to the um, the club? I th- I mean I would most likely think it would be some have to be some kind of BLE type device rather than anything else. But yeah, sure, mm-hmm. it's going to mm-hmm. use power. Uh, having said that, I'm wearing a BLE device on my finger right now, which is the uh, uh, the ring. Aura ring, right? And and that Aura I mean they've just Aura. added interestingly they've just added additional features to that over the, with in firmware this week they've added. Um, oxygen levels, blood oxygen sensing, and, and particularly at night, and uh, the the battery life's definitely gone down. I mean, I'm having to charge it more than once every few days now. It's probably once every couple of days rather than every three, four, five days. Um, hmm. So it's clearly like you know, the more features you add, and the more times it has to switch on to do measurements. And with a with the scarf, you could probably have it switched on just for the ninety minutes of the game, potentially. Um, but yeah, you're going to probably have to have a way of disconnecting the actual <laughs> valuable sense a bit to, to wash it. Anyway, right, right, right. Well, it does look like or... it's a little pocket, a little white pocket. Yeah, you probably pull it out of. At we... which point, it's a scarf with a pocket. We... And <laughs> we've been talking about scarves for some some time. So let's um let's move, let's move on, on to something else, which is uh, that we wanted to cover, which was um some some retail news, but it was with a bit of a twist. So. Um, there's two stories that we wanted to cover here. So one of them was I came across, I think, uh, earlier in the week that um, it was kind of a let's take something physical and make it virtual. So this is the Apple Store Time Machine. So it's an app that somebody has built um, which you can download. It's um, it's not from the App Store. Um, it's from their website. but um, And it's, it's pretty big because it's got a lot of data and images in there, high quality images in there. But it lets you explore a number of iconic Apple st- Apple Store locations, including um, on specific days, right? And on, like on the launch day, on of the that launch site day, and also in it's the very first one, right? The the Tyson's Corner yep. first Apple Store, um, Fifth Avenue, which of course. which kind of now looks like a lot of the well, not now, a lot recently, like all the basic stores looked like, and then there's the first iconic one, right? The Fifth Avenue oh. one, um, and so yeah. But also, yeah, I mean, I'd completely forgotten the, not the aesthetic of the store in terms of like the fittings and furniture, because that hasn't significantly changed over time. It's all the software packages right. that you could get. It's all the software. I, I missed those the days. the Aqua UI in the windows of the, of the, of the yeah. store. I don't even remember. I mean, I bought my first Mac from a, an Apple store. Um, gosh, when was it now? Quite a long time ago. <laughs> I was 2006. Well, it was the it was the launch of either Lion or Tiger. 
uh, I think Lion. Um, so it was just when they started to transition from the the original Aqua candy um, bars to the the brush metal look for the UI. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I mean, I remember seeing pictures of of the kind of the the lickable, as they call, as Steve Jobs I think called it, um, UI. But I, I never used that one. Um, anyway, yeah, some it's a fun app. I found it really hammered my Intel Mac. I don't know, we were talking before the show and it could be a memory thing as much as a, uh, a, a performance, a, a CPU thing. I haven't run it on my Mac, my, my Apple Silicon Mac yet. But um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful, right? It's a, it's a beautiful, fun thing to, to play with. And from- Yeah, yeah. I, I, as we said, I, I did not, I, I ran it on an Intel iMac, the, um, the, an i7 but you had loads of memory of right yeah yeah so it's and, probably yeah. memory i mean Crazy I was, i've definitely been it worked uh, fine with that the, the thing that i couldn't figure out how to do the, in in the instructions there's an interact option but i was right. never able to interact with any of the objects that i tried to interact with okay no um, i don't think no. i tried to do that um i'm gonna have another look at this later on but yeah it's, it's a fun thing and, and also a great example of how high quality a lot of the modeling tools and 3d environments is uh, are becoming now um yeah, but from yeah. from 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 that sort of physical to virtual we've got somewhat the reverse which and and actually back again right so for a <laughs> while now this is a story from the verge um lego stores some lego stores the one in london um has got this uh, feature uh they have had uh, a minifigure factory so you could get you could go into some stores and, and i've got this you can you can have a photo done as a mosaic and, and take away a big box of lego to make your own mosaic of yourself you can also go in and do the sort of the pick and build um packs of three blister packs um of uh of lego minifigs this one though lets you design the minifig in software on a screen and then it will uh print out and create your minifig for you in a in a machine and this is really cool now the the this, the new story the twist here is that now this is um being made available online but i believe just in the us initially i might be wrong but it's certainly not available to me right now it's uh, it's not available to me yet either i, I went to okay. the site and uh it says you know what is it and why can't i order from it and why can't you order from it <laughs> It says uh, they're just starting out, so there's limited uh, availability. It could just be also, yeah, limiting who can who can access it. Um, accept minifigure factories. Not quite ready for me either, and I'm a Lego VIP, gosh damn it. What's happening here? Anyway, um, one of the interesting things as well that came out this week, um, or that I saw some Lego fans start to talk about more, is um, Lego also having another crackdown on the use of um, logos and other customizations on... Uh, bricks so um, you they, they, they have a pretty strong control like to have a strong control over the brand and I whilst I do have a minifig figure with a logo that's relevant to me printed on it that's from quite a while ago they, they you can't get those anymore um, and the range of options here to customize your minifigure is pretty good but it's not complete you know you're not going to have it look exactly the way you might want but it's fun it looks really fun um, I will definitely be spending, I mean, it's like, what is it, $12 for a single minifigure, which is, it's not cheap, right? I mean, although minifigures themselves... But that sounds reasonable for, yeah. a, for a truly customizable yeah. one. Yeah, and, and minifigures themselves actually are the things that uh, really ramp up the price on the uh, 
on the big set. So if you like think of some of those much bigger sets, then you see that they've actually got 12 or 15 minifigures in. Well, that's a lot of where the, va the, the value is. The, the minifigures themselves are, um, you know, they've, they've got small moving parts. They've got high quality printing on them. It, it costs more to make them. But anyway, um, so that kind of, like I say, goes from physical stores with physical machines to virtual to buy them online and then get back a physical object. I just found that fun. Yeah. And of course, I'm a Lego fan. What, what, what would be really cool, just because, you know, I've, just like you invested time in in making my Memoji look good. Mm. Well, as good as it can. <clears throat> if if I could just literally take my Memoji and point it at the minifig store right. factory and have it say, this is what you would look like as a minifig. Well, the other story that's linked in this one from The Verge is the, um, the Hasbro um, Formlabs partnership where you can basically get your own um, face printed onto um, action figures. And yep. again, that's something that's not available outside of the US at the moment. It's an, it's an actual app that you get. Uh, you can download, I think. It scans, uh, does a 3D scan of your of your features, and then it will actually uh, let you make it. Uh, that looks really good. Um, definitely really interesting. And of course, it was well-timed for something that we're going to move on to talk about, which yes. was... Uh, San Diego Comic Con and all of the stuff that came out of there because everybody loves an action figure and uh, putting your face onto the Ghostbusters or whatever else you might do. Um, what were you excited about about what we heard at Comic Con this year? Uh, well, you know, being a Marvel fan, the the whole gazillion right. upcoming Marvel movies of the, the next master you know, plan road three, four to movies, the next, yeah, I mean, five years, years. yeah. Yeah, uh, the, the the Disney updates, all those coming out too, mm -hmm. are exciting. Matter of fact, uh, we we had a tweet from um, uh, Jason Kuhn who put out like uh, a Git repo of all the things he's excited about, mm -hmm. and I was going down the list, going, "Yep, yep, 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 yep." It's very okay, similar yep, to my yep. my wish list. Although I was thinking, <laughs> so he's Jason Kuhn. Um, he's a maker I follow, actually, really cool guy. Um, makes some amazing. Uh, LEDs and other things. He's got a he's got a Tindy store, which is a, like an electric custom electronics, well not custom, but you know bespoke electronics store um, that he makes. But he's done this Git repo, which is just like all the releases he's interested in. And yeah, as you, like you, it's like Sandman, then a load of Marvel stuff, then a load of Star Wars stuff, then Avatar. Do you know what? I'm not that excited about the the the, the next Avatar. I was underwhelmed I, by I the am. first Avatar. Um, I, I the first Avatar was. I actually own it on on 3D Blu-ray. Oh right, okay. <laughs> um, because it was such a. I mean, yeah, the story was quote typical, nothing groundbreaking there, but it was such an incredible 3D experience in the theater. Right. It was the first movie that I went to that had 3D that actually felt like the 3D was natural, not something that they forced on you. Right. Um, so from that perspective, it was a compelling movie, and you know I'm I'm a bit of a sucker for the story. Right. So I guarantee you the second one will be the story again, but now underwater, and and I'm okay with that. <laughs> uh, I'm 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 looking forward to it and uh, hope to to enjoy it when it comes out. Um, I did think that uh, on his Git repo, the fact that he listed. Um, what platform they're going to be available on is great because we're still not going out 
to a physical theater yet. So it's like, okay, I can watch that one, that one, that one. Nope, that'll be a while. <laughs> that one, right. that one. There's a lot nope, of Netflix and Disney Plus, a huge amount of Disney Plus, actually, um, yes. Yes. which is totally understandable as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's quite useful. I agree. I was thinking though, uh, I love the I love the list. Um, not everything is to my taste, or the stuff that I'm that excited about. So I'm not going to be tracking all of them. The other thing to say is. Um, you know it's 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 open source you know code here just to build this website it would be easy to build a thing to allow you to add extra things to it or check marks when things come off um or you've yeah. seen them i should say but yeah um that was that was cool um i i don't know i i was watch, tracking what was going on and i think um there were a couple of marvel projects that i'm excited about but at the moment, I feel a little disconnected. I need to see the new Thor movie still. Um, from, Same here. From what's going on in the in the universe. Um, but uh, let's have a look uh, at the next item on our list here, because we were going to talk well, as well about the Dungeons and Dragons um, movie. That's I, I am I am super excited and ready to be disappointed once again. Okay. Uh, there. <laughs> There, there have been, I think, three or four different Dungeons & Dragons movies in the last 20, 30 years. Amazing track They've record. all been historically bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, really bad. This one has, you know, the right stars, the special effects look great. But if this, this story on Slash Film is any indication of how they're going to treat the source material, I'm, I'm, I'm worried well, because... Um, it looks like uh, instead of putting a, a Dungeons and Dragons picture um, in their in their official posters, uh, looks like they grabbed some fan art. I mean, some some art from Pathfinder. Yeah. Well, and, and they pulled the poster right as well. They they, yeah. they basically yeah. admitted it because they. Uh, they uh, went oops. So so um, you said it's got the right people in it. Yeah. Really? How's it? Yeah, I'm okay uh, with people. They're, they're they're well known stars. They're like, they're they're not it, like is, some schmo it, that you've never heard of Grant before. It? I I'm okay with that. I, mean, that I don't dislike you, Grant. Means... I was just a bit surprised about. Um... Well, they're, they're, you, you, you're having well known actors putting a little bit of their reputation on the line. Right. I mean, I think Jeremy Irons was... was in the first one, if I remember rightly, or or. or... The second mm. or one of the uh, the different, yeah. Hugh Grant is the road, and, and the trailer looked fun. You right. know, the trailer looked good. So I, again, I have hope. Uh, I, I'm I I'm ready to have my hope dashed yet again, <laughs> like every other movie. Talk, talking of actors, um, there's been a couple of um, them that have passed this week that have made me very sad. But I guess one that we might both have knowledge of and awareness of is David Warner, the British actor who. Um, famously was in Tron and uh, yeah. Star Trek and all kinds of other things. I, I, I actually may have to go back and rewatch uh, Tron again. Uh, you might eventually. have to watch Chain of Command from Star Trek Next Generation. Mm. Four Lights. Okay. That's pretty good. That's an amazing performance. Okay. Depending. I mean, if you're not into Star Trek The Next Generation, that's um, an amazing two-parter. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and I guess kind of wrapping up the yeah. the entertainment section and the show uh, mythic guess. yeah mythic quest season three 
Yes. Mythic Did you Quest. enjoy Mythic Quest? Oh, we've loved Mythic Quest. It's it's been really fun, um, and it's unfortunately it's one of those things that's been away for so long now, and it, we binge yeah. we binged it quite in quite um, a short period of time that you know I've become a little bit detached from it, um, but it was really interesting to see the news um, uh, about series three coming, season three coming, um, and some of the changes that are. Uh, that are coming. The, the the unfortunate thing is F. Murray Abraham's not coming back. Yes, that's been uh, uh, pitched as somewhat something of a, a mystery, questionable how come type thing, well, and they've just said we're not commenting on that. Um, it's a shame. He was he was a funny character in this he, show, but I'm not that upset about it to some extent. No, no, because he kind of you know he he ran his story in season two. Right, right, right. His story was done at the end of season yeah. two, so I'm. I, I think I'm okay with that, uh, but I did like him. I, I like him as an actor, uh, and he was fun on the show. But uh, yeah, this is uh, this will be on the list. This will be uh, fun. Yeah, and they, they mysteriously uh, for those who haven't watched it. You know, Mythic Quest is all about a a company uh, that creates an MMORPG, kind of like World of Warcraft, and all of the stuff behind the scenes. So all the crazy goings on and the way that software developers and creators and games builders behave all or not. kind of interact yeah. or not. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a fun show. It's a really good. Um, it's a really good show. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it sometime this fall, but we don't know any more than that. So it's like coming to Apple TV Plus, and um, it's been a good show to watch. So looking forward to it. So that would be sometime before December 21st. We can imagine so. And on that note, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us again, Michael. It's been fun to uh, hang out with you and get geeky as and, always and talk about what's going on in the world. Yes, in our world and uh, in in the world in our world and, and hopefully in our listeners' worlds yeah. uh, that they. They enjoy the the conversations, and you know, if they want to get in touch to uh, touch with us, what's the best way to reach us? Well, you know, Michael, I am always watching uh, what people tweet about, in particular, and so um, we've got this little Twitter account, Games at Work underscore Biz, uh, where we tweet out our new episodes every week, uh, yep. and also we love to hear from you if you've got stuff to share with us. I know. Um, Epred shared something this week that didn't make it into the show, um, but uh, it's always a pleasure to um, get content shared, see um, what you all think of the show, and uh, remind us if we miss something. So yeah. I recommend Twitter, but you can I always do. come to our blog as well on a comment on our shows and, and our posts, and uh, find us all kinds of places on the internet. Or, or if you go to our website, you can find each of our co-hosts' uh, personal Twitter accounts if you want to reach out to us directly. Definitely. I'd love to hear from you. We would. And with that, we will uh, be recording again next week. And uh, for now, see ya. You've been listening to GamesAtWork.biz, the podcast about gaming, technology, and play. We are part of the Blueberry Podcasting Network and would like to thank the band Random Encounters for their song, Big Blue. You can follow us on Twitter at gamesatwork underscore biz or at our website at gamesatwork.biz.